Amen. 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 My best days have yet to come. My best days have yet to come. I want to thank God for keeping his hands on me as we travel throughout different places as um, the minister gave me my bio and allowed me to see certain places that God has taken me from and allowed me to stand in your presence at this moment. I want to give God that praise as well. So with a grateful heart, with a grateful heart, I'm going to be obedient to God. Is that okay? Now, I will give you a disclaimer. That this disclaimer is, you can join me if you like. But I'm going to tell you in advance that this message is for me. I'm going to tell you in advance that there's a place that God has placed me in that I needed to minister to myself. Every, anybody ever been in a place to where you needed to encourage yourself for a minute? See, it wasn't about what somebody else had to say. You needed to dig down deep in the trenches and encourage yourself. Can I get an amen? amen. So there's a time and a season that there's a rough patch, that there's a, a turbulence, that there's a place that you have to look where God has brought you from, and you have to attest that my best days are ahead of me. And so before I get into that, I'm just, I just wanted to kind of give that, give that out because you can join me if you want to. And I welcome you. So with that, we're just going to allow God's presence to have its way. If you could stand to your feet with me as we get into the word of God. And we're going to do it expeditiously, allowing God to have his way, because I'm declaring that yokes will be broken. Yes, I'm declaring that there's a new place that this house of God is going to. Yes, I'm declaring that we are on one accord in this season, Amen. that we'll see the hand of God yes, move in a miraculous way. Yes, I want to thank my brother Tony, the mind, who just blessed me with, listen, Listen and pay attention to what God is doing in this season. And so, Father, right now, I just declare that I decrease as you increase. Have your way, Father God, that your word may go forth and penetrate the bone and the marrow. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Allow it to penetrate going in and coming out. Have your way, Father, with anyone that's dealing with anyone that is falling by the wayside, with anyone who has lost hope, with anyone who can't see that the brighter days are just yet ahead of them. But Father, we break every bondage. We break every yoke. We destroy Satan's attack right now. And we come before your presence, Father, that even at the sound of my voice, the tongue of the youth as well as the elders in this place, will go forth, and you will shine as pure gold. So, Lord, we declare right now that this word is not of me, but of you. Have your way, Father God, in the precious name 
of your son Jesus. We declare it so. And Jesus matches. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. I want to, or I believe that I've been sent here. As always, when God sends me out, to tread into a place of hope. We know what in today's time, it's kind of rough out here, right? We're seeing all of these wars and rumors of wars, and we're seeing all of the things, and we're seeing this political move, and we're seeing all of the things that's happening in schools, and I have 13 schools that, that I deal with, and we're seeing the high crime, we're seeing the slaughter, we're seeing the vase, we're seeing so much chaos, we're seeing so much madness. And then we look into our own world. And that's just out there in that world, not to mention what I'm going through. So in going through the rough patch that I had to go through, I had a season and it basically still coming through a season, if I can be honest and transparent. Is that okay? I incurred four close deaths in the month of September, one being my 10-year-old godson. Crashed into a tree. Dad crashed into a tree in Wanted Hills, and that was a hard one. My Annie. Chris Nails, my good brothers from the Board of Ed. My first cousin of cancer. So September was, was a rough month for me. The loss of several contracts, the hardships of not going which way, if I was going forward or backwards. Yeah. If I could just be honest, I'm going into yeah. it very briefly. Yeah. So it was a season, and it is a season to where there's a place that you just feel burnt out. Yeah. There's a place that you, you don't know if you want to stand or sink. And so as I was going through the reality check of my own journey, going back up through memory lane and how good God has been through me through the incarcerations, the prisons, the 10 years, the drug addictions, the homelessnesses and all that, as I was still battling with that, still trying to fight with God. Of God, is this real? Is this where I want to be right now? And is this what I want in my life? Is this serious? Because it seems like every time I take one step forward, I'm going backwards three. Yeah. Yeah. And I told you I'm preaching yeah. to me now. Yeah. Because there's some things I, you just got to get off your chest. Yeah. But you, it's all for the glory and to show that God still says, I am. Yeah. I am God. Yeah. Even in the midst of what you're going through, I am still God. Yeah. Don't faint, nor grow weary. And so as I'm going through my own little self-pity and my own little pity party, and I'm frustrated. Anybody ever been frustrated? And then I get this call, and I get this text from this brother. This brother. Just when you know you, 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 you're tired. And you're ready to say, I'm done. God says, no, you're not. Here, bam. This brother shows up and hits my emails and say, will you bless us? And this was back in March. 
So my flight, my, my, my schedule didn't allow me to, to jump on board then and everything. I said, but if you give me some time later on, you know, we'll see what God is going to do. So we're coming up, and I forget all about it, you know. Can I say this? All hell was breaking loose? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In my life, at the time this email comes through again and said, brother, we just look forward to you speaking. And to say, I said, you don't look forward to me speaking. I'm going to keep it real. Anybody that knows me didn't know that sounds like me. So I said, you know what? Me and God battling right now. I ain't up for speaking. I don't know where I'm going in the next moment. But I couldn't get how good he's been to me out of my head. I couldn't get where he's brought me from out of my head. And the more I tug a ward with him, the more he came and revealed himself and said, but do you remember when? Oh, come on. I'm getting into this. I guarantee you. I guarantee you I am. I guarantee you. But sometimes we got to be freed up for a minute before we can get to that other place. Sometimes we got junk that we need to get up out of us before we can get to another place. So I don't sit there all holy and like I got it all together. Some things I need to be clean from. Some things I need to confess. Some things I need to get out of my spirit so that I can be right with God. I told you I'm preaching to me. So he sends me an email and it took me three days to get back with him because I was fighting. I was fighting, not knowing which way. And I said, God, what am I going to pre- tell these people? What am I going to give? What can I give? What can I give? What can I give? And here it is. God says, the miracle, the miracle, the miracle is in Lodabar. Now, let me tell you what Lodabar is. Oh, I got, I got to take you here because while I'm in my own self-pity, while I'm fighting with God, God says, stop fighting. Be still. Where you are right now is your miracle. Where the church is, where your house is right now, it's your miracle awaiting for you. And I'm going to show you how. So I'm, I'm, I'm battling. And I'm like, what you mean? What's Lodabar? Lodabar. Lodabar in this Bible text, and I'm coming out of 2 Samuel. Three characters, King Saul, had a son named Jonathan. Jonathan and David became best buddies. Paint this picture for you, best buddies. Saul and Jonathan died in war. David, who has now become king, made an oath to Jonathan that he will bless his family or someone from his family. Going somewhere. He would bless someone from his family. So at this time, when King David is looking for someone to bless because 
He needed to keep his royal bloodline going on. Yeah, yeah. Like me and you. There's a royal bloodline connected to us. They say to King David, there's only one person left of the family of Jonathan. And his name is Mephibosheth. Now Mephibosheth, let me tell you this, was a crippled man. But in the Bible, it says that not only was he crippled in one foot, but crippled in two. So that means that he got a double portion of curses. I didn't say blessings. According to that timeline, they're saying that Mephibosheth is not able to sit at a king's table because he's crippled. Even back then, priests could not enter into the tabernacle with those type of deformities. So here's what Lodabar is. I'm going to take you there. I'm going to give you that. I know you're still hanging on. I know he's still hanging for that. But in this this piece, as King David is looking for Mephibosheth, and they're saying he's, he's crippled and he's not worthy. The scripture says that not only is he crippled in one, but two. People are saying, you're not only unworthy because you're doing this, but you're also unworthy because you're doing that, or you got this, or you said that, or you look like this, or you look like that. And so they counted them out. And here's Mephibosheth sitting in Lodabar, which is now. Lodabar is considered a place in Gilead that says there's no pasture, there's no communication. This is a place. Lodabar is almost like where there is no productivity, no prosperity, no ambition, no hope. No, nothing. This is the place of the place where you have hit rock bottom, basically, and have been cast out almost, and there is nothing in you that can prosper. This is a place. Lodibar is sitting. He's sitting in a place that cannot have roots to prosper. He's sitting in a place where all he can do sometimes is cry. Have you ever been in a place to where Lodabar is a place where all you can do sometimes on your bed is lay back and let a tear fall here and there? Lodabar is a place where you cannot even pray. Lodabar is the lowest place where you're burnt out, where you're tired, where no more shouts and no more praises exist. Low debar. Have you ever felt like giving up? Low debar. It says no pastor, no communication. But God said, in that place where they see this drought, where there's no rain flowing, where there's no praising of my name, where the cripple be maimed, where you sit in all your sorrows. 
God says, fear not. The miracle is there. And I'm going to bless you in that place. So as I'm going through my own, my own, God, when, when, how, what? Anybody ever ask those questions? God, how long? How long, God? I can't take no more of this. You already know. How long? Mephibosheth just sitting there. He don't know what's going on. He don't know what's going on. And he's in a place where a miracle is about to take place. I'm going to read it. One day, David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He summoned a man named Ziba who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba, the king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show kindness to them. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Now, in that, in that phase right there, in that, in that paragraph right there, I, I love that because it pulled out. It says he is crippled. But what I did, I added my own butt. You know, we, we know anybody got a little bit of... You know, in good scales. We know but, you know, adds to it and so forth. It cancels out. And so he says that, yeah, there is someone, but he's not only crippled in one foot, he's crippled in two. In other words, he really ain't worthy. You really ain't worthy. You did this last night? You did what last night? The week before last, you did what? Yeah. Oh, don't go there now. Oh, when I was 13, I did what? Yes, but he's pointing out. So how many people now finds reasons why you ain't worthy and should not be blessed? Yeah. And how many, how often do we eat that? How often do we absorb, I ain't worthy? But he says, but. And so as he goes on, he said he's crippled in both. He says, where is he? Then the king asked, and Lodabar, Ziba told him, at the home of Micaiah, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Micaiah's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David says, greetings, Mephibosheth. He bowed. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. Amen. Yes. Amen. The miracle oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. is in Lodabar. Low, low in, this, in this text, I was reading, and I looked at how crippled I am. Now, I may not have those physical, and how crippled we are. Amen? So as I'm looking and, and thinking that, yo, God, I'm trying. I'm trying to do this thing. And anybody know, I've been home going on 12 years now from penitentiary. No mistake about it. Probably still don't all have it together. But I look at all of the things that I'm standing. 
And so as I look at this text here, and I'm reading it, and my heart is being peeled back, and I'm looking at all the mess that I've gotten into and all the mess that I've done and all the past and present and everything, and I'm looking at all this, and it came to my mind and my spirit of God saying this, Pastor Ventus, I'm not blessing you in your place or where you are right now because of you. Come on, church. Do you not get it? I am blessing you because you are standing in your grandmother's prayers, yes, your mama's prayers, yes, your great-grandmama's prayers, your daddy's prayers. You are sitting where you are right now, blessed and highly favored because your ancestors sent up a prayer and had a relationship with the God you don't know, I don't know, he don't know. So when I had the audacity to sit down and think that I'm even halfway worthy enough, God says, it ain't because of you. It's because of your grandmother that did that. It's because of them people that shed them tears at nighttime for you. It ain't about you. It's not about you. So David made it plain. He says, I'm doing my, I'm, I'm keeping my oath. It's that blood that was shed on Calvary. Why you're not consumed? Yes, sir. Only. And so as I'm reading this text and I'm fighting this fight, and I'm looking at all the chaos in this world, and I'm looking at how the devil can play with your mind. Even scripture telling us to put on the helmet of salvation. Keep this sword. And here I am, I'm fighting this battle within. And I'm reading this text, and I'm like, Lord, what am I going to get? I'm not worthy. And so he comes, and once that scripture stood out, I say, who is? I guess a light moment, you know, I guess a light bulb moment kick clicked in. And said, who is? And so I can't minister the word as long as I allow the enemy to keep me in bondage, thinking that I'm supposed to be this right, 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 right. Oh, I I, I took the drink last night. Oh, I ain't worthy. I said this last night. I ain't worthy. God says you keep pressing. You keep pushing. You keep pressing because my son had paid the price. He had shed his blood so that people like you I can find mercy on. And so I'm reading. And David is telling him as he's sitting there, unbeknown of what's about to come his way. And he says, I'm doing this because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. A lot of us know we should have been somewhere else by now. Don't play this. But for the grace of God. And that's young and seniors. None of us are exempt. And so I'm looking at this text as it says David's kindness to Mephibosheth. Look back and put, put you in that picture. God's kindness 
to you. Get your name in the place. God's kindness. Has God been kind to you? Has God been good to you? Has God brought you from a place of low debar? A place where you couldn't even yell out. Sometimes you could just moan. Have you ever been aching so bad? So bad. That it's, it's, it's like you could have squeezed blood out of you. I sat for seven years. They gave me 14 years for penitentiary. And I sat for seven years vowing that if you open up these gates. But every day I sat in there, I ate. I ate. And the commitment that my ancestors gave God and the promises to them is why I stand here today. Going down to verse 7. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show kindness to you, once again, for the promises of Dave, John, uh, your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Let me read that again. Let me read that again. Who is your servant that God should show this type of mercy on me? Who are you that you're not consumed? Who are we? But as I sit and as Mephibosheth sat, and here's this, in this place, where sounds could not even be heard. God is sending messengers, messengers, messengers in your behalf, in my behalf, in the body's behalf that we don't even know is being sent on an assignment to come and pull me out of this rut, of this heartache, of this hardship, of this turbulence, of this sadness, of this misery, of this backbiting, of this loneliness, of this hatred. We don't even know that God is sending angels on assignment to protect your baby. So while I'm dancing and while I'm shouting and I'm in a place of dryness right now, God is saying, don't worry about it. The miracle is there. It's in Lodibar. It's not all bad. Because in my driest place is the greatest blessing. In your driest moment, God does the greatest work. And so in that place where he's saying, David's heart is already pricked. Mm. David has already told and commanded that it's worked out. We're the ones who grow faint. Uh 
We get weary, Pastor. This flesh gets tired. We get tired of crawling. But God says, I'm telling you right now, even Mephibosheth says, who is your servant that you should show this type of client kindness to a dog like me? Humility comes before honor. And because he was sitting in a place of dryness, a place of low debar, with no pastors, and you've been at a point in your life to where it just don't seem like you're moving forward, one bad marriage after the next. Bullying after the next. One thing, other thing, this thing, that thing, after the next. Lord, when will it end? We get there. I'm crippled now. Not only in one, but I'm all messed up in both my feet. Pastor? Come on. What you do, Lord? I got a double curse on me. Come on. Yes, sir. How can you tell me that there's a miracle waiting for me in this place? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In this place. And then God, God answers it. And he sends someone like David. Because of the prayers that were heard generationally ago. So my, my word to you, if this is you, don't count yourself out. Don't count God out. Because what God is doing behind the scenes, what God is doing behind the scenes, he's already prepping the heart. He's already penetrating the hearts. He's already putting that financial bucket in place. He knows exactly what you need, when you need it, how you need it, where you need it, when you want it, how you going to get it, shaken up, stirred up, pressed down, and running over. God knows that your cup and your best days have yet, have yet, have yet to come. Yes. Oh. the bar. Is the place where your miracle is about to happen. Mm. You can't leave here discouraged. We cast out the devil. We cast out the devil. Because we already know that with God all things are possible. We already know our Redeemer lives. And so if you are a believing body, then take this to heart that as David's heart has been pricked in this season, Mephibosheth was already over here minding his own business, sitting there, not paying you no attention, you no attention, but what he was doing was standing still. He stood still. He stood still. He stayed in his place. He stayed in position. You know how I know that? Because they knew where to find him. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They knew where to find him. <laughs> you can't 
You can't expect God to give you that miracle if you're all over the place. Come on, Pastor. You can't expect that. Oh. Praise the Lord. Oh, I tell you, this is for me. Thank you, Lord. Oh. They knew where to find him. They knew the house, then the location. They even knew the time to go look for him. And so here we are in a place where it says, oh, yeah, they have one, but he's in Lodabar. David says, go get him. He never not once says, where? They told him where he was. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? You're in a place where God can come get you. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Young and old. Yes, sir. Young and mature. Correction. And beautiful. Are you in a place right now in your life where God can still find you? See, even in the midst of all of my other stuff and complaining and this and that, God can find me. Yes, he can. Yes, sir. I'm standing still. Yes, sir. Me too. And so with that, God says that I'm going to promise you the miracle. Because of this. Then the king summoned Saul's servants, Eva, and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Wow. See, I, I got to get excited. I got to get excited because if you've if you ever been in a dry place, you need a fresh rain. Sometimes you need a fresh rain. And, 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 and so to hear that there is a God that can come to the low places of lows, the lowest of lows, a place where seeds can't even grow in the ground. When you get to that place in your life to where the lowest of the lowest of the lowest, and there is a God that can say, I can still touch you where you are. If you can get to a place in your life where you still can see a God where hope arises. then I have to get excited because that's where my soul rejoices. And so when, when I hear that there's a God that says that, no, you are no longer, I'm not caring about your deformities. I'm not caring about what you did last night. I'm not caring about this. I'm not caring about that. I'm not caring if you have two feet, one ear, one leg, one hand. I got a seat at, your, at my table and I'm going to raise you up and make you the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. You will be the lender and not the borrower. God says, I am God 
all by myself. And besides me, there's no other. Trust me, even in Lodibar, I reign in the heavens and in the earth. In Lodibar, I am still God. The miracle is waiting for you. Stay in your place to where I can find you. And you'll see my hand and have a seat at my table. And so as he, as he says this, and I'm closing out this brief chapter of hope as the brother Tony had ministered, just listen, God is doing something. In this season, Pastor, because the miracle is now. When we think it's dry, God has a fresh rain that he's sprinkling down on you. It ain't over. It's just beginning. So he said, Ziva had 15 sons and 20 servants. Ziva replied, yes, my lord, the king, I am your servant. This is verse 11. And I will do all that you have commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table like one of his king's, king's own sons. Now, here's the finishing touch to this. Here's the finishing touch. And we can go. Here's the finishing touch. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah. From then on, all the members of Ziba's household were Mephibosheth's servants. And Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. And hold And I want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss this. Not only did Mephibosheth eat regularly, but did you hear me say he had a son named Micah? Come on, God. I don't want you to miss that. You remember them prayers that your grandmother prayed? That your eight great, 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 great mother prayed? It's trickling down. And because of the miracle in Lodabar, not only did Mephibosheth eat at the table, but from the generations to come, give God some praise. All I can do is be about God with hope because my life has taking turns that had it not been for hope. Had it not been for learning to encourage myself through those low times. In the times of low debar, when we find ourselves at our weakest, from the pulpit to the door, Keep them lifted. Keep them lifted. As we keep you lifted. Hallelujah. As we find ourselves watching over our babies. 
as I said, I'm in 13 CPS schools, from pre-K all the way through six, and then high schools. And as we find ourselves sending our babies off to schools, in the midst of everything we know is going on, whoo, it's a frightening, frightening thing. Our kids, our children, just like David said, I'm doing this because of a promise and an oath. We have to cover them yes, sir. Yes, sir. in that same manner. Because they're not going to always go right. I didn't. They ain't going to always make the right decisions. Don't fool yourself. You ain't that right. Stop playing like you are. You ain't. And so in, 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 in the righteousness of God, in the righteousness of God, God will put a yoke of protection around you, a hedge of protection around that baby that you say, go here, go there, that grandbaby that's on dope, that child that's out there in the streets, the brokenness, the drug dealers, the whatever. God will put that yoke around, that hedge of protection. And so your prayers are the key to their success. Because God is going to honor that. Yes, he will. He's going to honor that. Your faithfulness. And as I hit the streets on drugs and 10 years of crack and drug dealer, and they gave me 20 years, 20 to 68 years for being one of the key drug dealers out here, I'm sitting up here looking at what life is going to deal me. And when I came home, who did I see? Pastor Venice saw me when I came home. And the beautiful thing was he could remember when and he had a chance to see it now. My roller buddy. Skating buddies. Because of these prayers, that hedge of protection works. That oath in God Despite your place in Lodabar, there's a miracle waiting for you. Give God some praise.